Okay, we are in Sefer Joniel, Perik Tess, Pasuk Chof Aleph, the old Ani Medaber Bitzpilo. So let's just go back a little, set the stage. We know we have a Nevoah from Yirmiyahu that says that at the end of 70 years of your exile, Kaddish Baruch Hu will come remember you, take you back to Yerushalayim. Problem arises, the division as to, of opinion as to when those 70 years begin, when you start counting down. And it is a controversy that is caught in its snare Belshazzar, who you soon read the Nevoah. In fact, you can assume every king had read that Nevoah. And Ahasuerus. And now we're going to see even Daniel. Problem is, do you start the toll of the 70 years when Nebuchadnezzar ascends the throne? That's what Belshazzar thought. So when he reached his first year of his reign, at the end of Nebuchadnezzar, he thought, I'm safe now. He has a big party. He brings out the Kalim and the Beisam Mikdash. The handwriting on the wall occurs. Doniel comes and interprets it. He is assassinated that night, Belshazzar, and the glory of Babylon ends that night without a whimper. Similarly... I have a question. So was he... Was his sin, if you want to call it a sin, because he's not a Jew... That, that he was taking that to mean that the, that the prophecy was never going to come true, that the Jews were never going to Right, once you pass that 70th year, you breathe easier. Right. Exactly. Ahasuerus says the exact same thing. He calculates it. All right, it's not Nebuchadnezzar's ascension. It's Nebuchadnezzar's laying siege to Yerushalayim. And... That gives him extra time, but then he miscalculates that that's wrong. He makes a big party, brings out the Kalim, and of course, tragedy results from that. Doniel is really internally confused because the Malchus of Bavel has ended. So therefore, what are we waiting for? Why isn't there this redemption? We're going to see in the end uh, Daniel's where his miscalculation was, but he internalizes it as some terrible sin, which it could be, of B'nai Yisrael, prays to the Kaddish Baruch Hu with every tefillah and every tachnunim, why are you doing this, and uh, what, their sins, they, they, are to, uh, well, they want to do kapara, and then he ends with that if not for us, if not for B'nai Israel, do it for yourself, do it for your covet, because people are going to say you couldn't deliver on that promise to redeem them. We're going to see what happens with Daniel. But Daniel makes that mistake, and we'll show you where his mistake is. And that's where we pick it up. One more question. If, why were they so quick? Why would they have been so quick to say, well, this is the starting date for counting the 70 years? Why wouldn't they have said, considering that it was 70 years earlier, well, it could be this date, it could be that date, but the latest it could be is this date. No. Well, why don't we just wait for 70 years from this latest date? <laughs> no, they wait beyond, a little beyond. Barshetzah waits like almost through the year. Achashverosh waits through the year. But nobody stops to figure out 
until now, that the real date is when the temple's destroyed. It's not when the Nebuchadnezzar comes to power. And that is 18 years hence. And that's where all the difficulty starts. And we'll come to that. So Daniel says, I am still speaking my prayer. And Gabriel, the angel, who I have seen in a previous chazon, and he's referring to Perekhes, the third year of um, Baal Shetzar, um, who I had spoken to before. Ma'af off. it's as if he's flying towards me, nogea elai, touching me, ke'es minchas erev. In the evening, at the time of the korban mincha, from this we learn a very important uh in Brachos, it says that one who wishes the most propitious time to get his bakoshos and his kilos answered, Mincha, the time of Mincha. The source for that is Eliyahu in his contest with the priests of the Baal, praise to the Kaddish Baruch Hu at Mincha. And so the tradition has come down. You want an effective answer to your trilos, Mincha is the most propitious time. And he causes me, he's going to show me and speak to me where I'm making this miscalculation. And he says to Daniel, I have come to teach you where the mistake is, Bina, the understanding of why you are wrong, what is really happening. The minute you started davening, I came. It came to me to answer you. And I came to answer you. It's a beautiful expression. You are very beloved. You are very dear. And the Mephoshim say from this we learn that even though his trila was long and extended. The Kaddish Baruch Hu let him do it because the Kaddish Baruch Hu just desires the trilos of tzaddikim. The more there are, the more he is pleased with it. So you are chamudas, you are very beloved. And now listen and I will try and explain to you what it is you have seen. Now, these calculations are impossible. Uh, the best thing to understand, we'll do a spoiler alert, is Doniel thinks it's 52 years from this calculation when it's really 70. So you've got to wait that 18 years. He makes the same mistake while shots are made, same mistake Ahasuerus made. It's really 70 years from the final destruction of Yerushalayim, the uh, exile of Yehoyachin, the destruction of the temple. But let's go through these calculations. What makes it difficult is the explanation goes sometimes shivam, shivam, seven years really means 49 years. One year is equal to 49, so 10 shivas, 490, and the calculations don't even add up. But let's tackle it. 
Shavim Shivas Nachticha Alamecha Val Ir Kotshecha Lechalei HaPesha Lechosem Chatas Lechaper Avon Ulavit Sedek Alamim Ulachtum Chazon Venovo Ulimshoach Kodesh Kedoshim Shivim Shivim Shnechtich I have given you <coughs> 70 times 7 not 70 years, 70 times 7 70 weeks of uh, uh, of, of a week. That's 490. I granted it to B'nai Israel, Nechtach al-Amcha, purposely to give them time, Valir Kodshech on Yushalayim, to Chalei Pesha, to end the sin. Ulohasem Chatos, finish the terrible Chatoim, Lachaper, atone the sins. Ulavit Sedek Olamim, now bring righteousness to the world. And understand the chazonos, the visions, the novi's prophecies, and anoint it. In other words, I gave you a period of 490 years, and that would be the start of the Beis Hamikdash, which would be 420 plus 70. I've given it to you, and it turns out I've given it to you in vain. It was not enough for you to clean up your act, as it were, remove all the sins. And now, so you will know that at the end of this period, you are to rebuild Yerushalayim, and now, 76 years, you shall build the temple, build the streets, plant the um, trenches, but they're going to be tough times there. They're going to be tough times as we see on the present level, when they try and confound B'nai Israel from completing the construction of Bayashani. And two, Mephoshim say, we could be talking, not now, we're talking about the times of the Romans. It's because we flash forward and backwards. And after that, Yikares Mashiach the Ainlo. Then there will be... Uh, the end of the Moshiach. Moshiach here means the Kohanim. At a certain period, it will stop being the Kohuna Ba'inlo. And the city will be destroyed from the person coming. The person coming, most Mephoshim say, is Titus or Vespasian. We are talking about the end of the second temple. The Kitzel B'Shetev will end the Akets Melchama Nachretzes Shmamos, and until the end, there will be total destruction and desolation. The end again, we have suddenly, without warning, flash forward to Gogu Magog and the Bias Hamashiach. V'Adbir Gris Brisla Rabbim. Now assume at this point we're talking about the Roman occupation, Titus Vespasian. And what unknown, I mean, uh, the Perushim don't describe this. They bir bris l'rabim, shavua echad. 
Titus enters into a seven-year peace treaty with B'nai Yisrael. Shavua Echad, one week, means here seven years. We're reverting to that calculation. V'chatsi ha-shavua, but halfway through, Yashbiz Zevach, Umincha, the Zevach, the Mincha, the Karbonos will be destroyed and stopped. And now the abominations, the terrible abominations in the temple. Uh, it could be Hadrian building that foreign temple. And then at the end of that time, and the end of the time could be the end of Titus and Vespasian, it could mean the end of days, the end of what the Roman exile, which would be Gog Umago. The key to remember is they're telling Daniel, regardless of these calculations, which is very difficult, if not impossible, to make sense of, at the end of the day, you have mistaken the period where the prophecy of Yermio begins. It begins 18 years later than you're all projecting, and that's why you are making your mistake. So now, with a few remaining minutes, I'd just like to address a very excellent question that our friend Steve Unger brought up the other day. And that is, we have learned from Treosar that Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, that's where prophecy ends. It stops. There is no more prophecy. We are in a transitional period now in Kesuvim as to um, the Anshek Nesis Hadola, the institution of Trila. So the question is, and Steve raised it, Daniel seems to check all the boxes of a Navi. Why isn't he a Navi? He gives visions, he speaks like a Navi. Why is he not considered a Navi? Why is he in Kasuvim instead of Navim? Or even if he's in Kasuvim, let's say he's a Navi. And believe it or not, that is a very complex machlokis between Rambam and Abarbanel. Rambam says what Daniel has is what you would call a lesser degree of prophecy called Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. It is less than Nebuah, but it is greater than just an ordinary person. And the key to understanding it is that despite the beautiful visions, Daniel never gets a Nebuah to give. Abarbanel says it's true, he doesn't get a Nebuah, but he is on the same level of Nevi'im. So you have a standoff machlokas between Rambam and Abarbanel, and we let the Gemara in Megillah have the last word. They said, Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi, that Ina Adifamine. In one way, they were superior to Daniel. The Ihu Adif Minayhu. And in another way, he was superior to them. Inu Adifamine, they were superior to him. They were prophets, where he was not a prophet. The Gemara is saying this, and this should be the final word. Ihu Adif Minayu, he was superior to them. 
<coughs> he saw the vision that they did not see. So we end the Machlokas because he never received an actual Nebuah to convey. He is in Kesuvim, not Nevi'im. It doesn't take away, it's an excellent question that authorities greater than you and I have argued in a Machlokas. And so for now, he is relegated to Kesuvim. Now, the next three prokim, the last three prokim of Daniel, are really to be considered one parak because as we've learned the vagaries of how New Testament theologians made the prokim, they are com- made three when they should be one. We will get to the first of this major final chazon, Emir Tzashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Be there. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.